Uh, well, I am delighted to introduce to you uh, our speaker this morning. Uh, we have been so blessed um, to know so many wonderful, wonderful, amazing people through our life. And Shanna Mast is one of those incredible young ladies that God allowed us to get to know. Our oldest daughter, Mary, went to Berry College and graduated there and met Shanna their freshman year. They were in the Windshape program. And Shanna became one of Mary, our oldest daughter's dearest friends. And, you know, when your child goes off to college, which some of you guys, you know, uh, parents kind of go off with them too, you know, and, and the friends that they make are the friends that you uh, get to know. And Shanna, you are kind of like our fourth daughter. And uh, we have watched her grow in her faith and just the fun times that Mary and Shanna have had. And uh, we are just delighted to uh, let you know that God has called her and her husband, Nate, to the mission field. And they have been in Nairobi, Kenya for the last five years. Uh, during that time of serving, and she'll tell you all about it, uh, God has blessed them with two boys. And so they've got two children and a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and, and they are just doing what God's called them to do. And I just wanted you to hear uh, her story and be able to celebrate uh, with us what God is doing. Uh, and so, Shanna, if you'll come forward, we, we want to welcome you. So let's give Shanna a big hand as she comes up. You know that... Uh, my heart's kind of swelling with pride, you know, even though she's not my biological daughter. We, we love you, and we're so excited about what God's doing through your life. And so, uh, anyway, look forward to hearing about it. Thank you. Oh. All right, good morning. Oh, man. Um, yeah, my name is Shanna, and I really have been blessed by the Magoni family for sure. Um, it's a special thing. Uh, yeah, I just feel like a fourth daughter. It is so true. And it is a special privilege to be here this morning, too. And I want to share a little bit about my story specifically on how the Lord called my heart to the overseas mission field. Um, yeah, and I'll tell you a little bit about what my husband Nate and I do over in Nairobi, Kenya. So to start out, um, I want to pray for us. So let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for this sweet time um, with this sweet congregation at Martha Bowen. Lord, I pray that this would be a time of encouragement and celebration of what you're doing in the world and how you're moving in the hearts of people all over. God, I just pray that you would encourage us, that you would equip us, Lord, to carry out your gospel and the good story and the, the story of Jesus, Lord. Um, I pray that our minds would be fixated on you. I also pray for this time right now, Lord, that you would just speak through me um, and that, yeah, your presence would just be felt right now, Lord. Thank you so much for this church and all that you're doing in our hearts. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right. Um, yeah, it's so great to be here. It's fun to be back in Georgia. Um, I'm from Georgia, if you can't tell by my accent. Um, I'm from Rome, Georgia. So... Yeah, and before I start sharing my story, um, I'm a little echoey, but that's probably okay, right? Um, to me. Um, anyway, as I share my story today, my biggest prayer is that it would be an encouragement to you all. Um, that it would just be a chance for us to all share in the excitement and the joyful thing that God is moving in the hearts of people all over the world. And I just want to clarify 
um, that I, just because I'm a missionary doesn't mean that my prayer life is perfect or that my faith is deeper. Uh, I am just a regular old Joe. Um, and I have days where my faith is faulty and I have days where you would not even know that I'm a missionary by the way that I have behaved because sin is in my heart. And um, yeah, so, but praise the Lord that God is a God of using all of us despite our sin. And he's a God of grace that forgives us and equips us despite our shortcomings to carry out his will for the world. So um, just wanted to clarify that before I get started. So our scripture today is going to be in John chapter 10, verses 14 through 16. And this is, I thought this is really neat. When I was talking to Mark and Fran about speaking, they gave me the great wisdom to go back and watch some of your sermons uh, and your services online. So I did that, and I saw that recently y'all have been going through this really cool topic called Living Out the Resurrection, and um, Mark preached on the Great Commission and going out and making disciples of all nations, which is just so, I mean, that's the Great Commission. It's so important. And then Fran recently spoke on how Jesus is the good shepherd um, in chapter 10 of John, and I'm going to carry on with that passage today a little bit as I share my story about how Jesus is the good shepherd, and we are, we are all his sheep, and we are so well cared for by him. So let's read really quick. Um, let's see, John chapter 10, verses 14 through 16. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. All right. So, back a long time ago, I was born and raised in Rome, Georgia. For 28 years, I called Rome, Georgia my home. I went to the same school from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. And then when I graduated from high school, I went five minutes down the road and went to Berry College. So, my world was very, my, radi my travel radius, I guess, was very small. Every year, my family would go to Birmingham for Christmas to celebrate with my aunts. And that was my big road trip every year. So, I got really pumped about crossing over into the Alabama crossing over to the Alabama state line and going somewhere. <laughs> so that was uh, my travel radius, and I wasn't really looking to expand it. I was very content with my little Rome, Georgia world. So I came to know Christ at a very young age, um, thanks to a local church putting on a, a vacation Bible school um, I came to that and um, felt like Jesus was calling me to himself. And I fell, um, I fell in love with the Bible. And it was just the grace of the Lord that as a preteen and a teen, I was kind of weird. Um, I was weird in that I would go home after school and, like, study the Bible. Like, as a 13-year-old, like, who? yeah, it's crazy. Um, 
So I'd go home and study the Bible. I would draw it. I would memorize scripture. I would draw it in like bubble letters and put it on my binder. I just love the Bible. And I was super pumped to go to church. Um, I also was very blessed to have my best friend growing up. Her family came and picked me up every Sunday and every Wednesday and took me to church for 10 years, um, which is a really incredible thing. Um, so I really relished my time at church, and I looked forward to every Sunday and every Wednesday and the opportunity to worship with other believers and the loving community of the body of Christ. And I also really loved to learn the Bible um, from sermons that I received at church. And Jesus loved me, and I loved him. And it was a nice, cozy, comfortable faith, um, and it was pretty easy. One Sunday, a missionary came and spoke at our church. I was in high school. I was like a, maybe a junior um, in high school. And I sat there with such a sour attitude as she spoke. She shared about her ministry, which is over in Africa. I don't know what country she was serving in because I probably wasn't listening very well. And she shared about being a basketball coach and, like, how she used basketball as a platform for sharing the gospel with children and young adults. So as she shared, I just was so tuned out. Um, I remember I was mad. I was mad that they let a missionary come speak and take up the whole service, and they didn't do a Bible lesson. <laughs> um, <laughs> so crazy, right? Wow, look at me. Um, I just wanted to learn from the Bible, and I didn't want um, missions to kind of be a part of that. Um, so, and I also couldn't really, ha I didn't grasp, like, the, um, I just couldn't even envision m missions as a whole, let alone this lady's specific mi ministry. It made no sense to me. And so I just blocked it out completely, and it was as if I had this veil over my eyes and over my heart towards missions overseas. Um, so in our passage um, in John chapter 10, Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. Here I was, a devout Christian teenager, diligently reading my Bible every day and attending church every week, However, my mind was far from my brothers and sisters in other nations. I was a sheep tucked safely away in my pen of green pasture, minding my own business, turning a blind eye and heart to anything but my little patch of green grass. But that changed, um, as you can tell. That summer, um, or the summer after my freshman year of college, which was the summer of 2007, um, all of it changed. I found myself signed up to go overseas, <laughs> and I was going to be a counselor at a camp called Camp Blue Sky over in Nairobi, Kenya. And to this day, I am not sure what, why I signed up to go, what compelled me other than the Lord himself. I, yeah, I can't attribute that to anything that I was doing because I did not want to go. Um, so the day before I flew out, it was going to be the first time I'd ever been on a really big airplane, and I just freaked out. I was sobbing, 
and crying. I was so terrified. I just thought, what have I gotten myself into? I don't even know when I'm going to go. What am I going to do? I'm going to go get sick over there. Like, it's so far from home. I was terrified. And if somebody had told, came up to me and said, Shana, you don't have to go. You can stay here. I probably would have taken them up on it. Um, but I did end up going um, to spend the whole summer, 10 weeks, in Nairobi, Kenya. And I was working at Camp Blue Sky. And it's a, it's a very, like, West, like an American-style camp. So my first week in Kenya, I was in charge of a cabin of 12-year-old girls. And they were awesome. And they were from all over the world. Um, see, this camp, Camp Blue Sky, um, is very international. Um, in Nairobi, it's a big city, and so people find themselves there from all over the world. So camp is a place where missionaries send their kids, diplomats send their kids, business owners, military. We had Hindu families sending their children to camp, Buddhists, Muslims, agnostics, everything in between, all found themselves um, sending their kids to camp because if you're a parent, you know camp is awesome. Um, if you're a kid, you know and camp is awesome. Everybody knows that camp is great for everybody. Um, to send your kids away to an awesome, fun-filled week to learn about Jesus, wow, okay. Um, and so and if, you didn't, if they didn't come from that, a Christian background, they still thought, hey, it's good. It's a good thing. They're going to have fun and learn good values. So my campers were from all over the world in my little cabin, and I had a blast with those 12-year-old girls. And I continued to do camp the whole rest of the summer. I fell in love with Kenya that summer. It's a beautiful country. It has mountains. It has a beautiful beach. It has um, a desert up north, and it has lush forest near Nairobi. And also, of course, it has wildlife. Um, if you ever go over there, you got to go on safari. Um, we actually have a monkey in our yard. Uh, we need to name him. <laughs> but anyway, so it's a beautiful country. And then the people, the local people, um, are wonderful as well. Their culture is so rich um, in history and so rich. And they are so kind and considerate and communal. And specifically, the Lord really opened up my heart to working with international kids um, I developed a love for culture and a love for a world beyond what I knew. I felt like my, my heart just came alive that summer. Um, I was, I'd never been myself more. And I loved teaching about Jesus. There was just the whole spectrum. Over here I was discipling some kids and like deepen, helping them deepen their faith. And then over here sometimes we were sharing the gospel for the very first time and giving them their first ever Bible. So it was the whole spectrum. And I loved it. The Lord gave me a glimpse of life beyond my America pasture. I began to see the world in a broader sense. Capturing the beauty of the world's diversity, God wasn't just the good shepherd over my little plot of grass. He had a pasture of great rolling hills as far as the eye could see, and he is inviting others in from all over the world to join in that pasture. Now, speaking of sheep, um, I remember recently we sat down with our night guard, Benjamin. So me and my husband were sitting down, and in our house in Kenya just recently. And Benjamin is our night guard, and he comes in for 24 days out of the month and will sit guard at night. And, I mean, 
honestly, it's a pretty boring job, but that's what he does. Um, and we love him. He's almost part of the family. And one day we said, Benjamin, come inside. We want to find your house because when he's not in the city, he goes back home to his wife and kids that live in what we call what we call the bush. So does anyone live in the bush right here? I don't know. In Macon? Okay. You know, Georgia has the bush too. Um, so he lives in the bush of Africa, and he lives about eight hours away um, on a bus. He takes a bus. So he. So what we did was we pulled up the projector, and we pulled up Google Earth, and we said, Benjamin, like, help us find your house. So he shows us that we start with the highway, and we follow the highway, and, you know, of course, it has a name, so we know exactly where we are. And then he tells us where to follow the dirt roads. So they don't have a name, so we have to be really careful, and we zoom in to the dirt roads and follow the dirt roads. And then he describes a river, and we find the river, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's the river. My wife and children go and fetch water, so that's, that's our river. And we know we're getting close. And then finally, he's like, there it is. There it is. There's my pasture. And sure enough, there was like this little circle. And it was, you could make out a pasture. It was a pasture made out of, um, he had made a fence out of thorns and acacia tree branches. And inside that pasture were little blobs. You could see it on Google Earth, little blobs. And he said, those are my sheep and those are my goats. And he was so fired up. Um, and, of course, we were, too. So he knew his sheep, and they belonged to him. And the reason he knew his sheep was because he's their shepherd. Um, and in the same way, Jesus, the good shepherd, knows his sheep spread out all over the world, all belonging to him, even the ones in the most remote places. God knows. He knows his sheep. That summer in Kenya, that first summer I spent in Kenya with Camp Blue Sky, I felt as though the veil had been lifted, that God had shown me another pasture with more sheep. I saw a world so far beyond what I'd previously known. I experienced excitement and joy sourcing straight from the gospel itself. I met people that looked differently and spoke differently than what I had known. Each session of camp that summer replaced my fear that I started out with, with joy and with excitement. God became the God of the world, not just the God of my world. I was forever changed. Um, oh, yeah, there's camp in 2007. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I had a slideshow. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so fast forward to now. Um, back um, Now, me and my husband, Nate, we are blessed to continue our work with Blue Sky um, for the last five years. So we live in Nairobi. We work in the same ministry, Blue Sky. Um, in fact, I met my husband doing Camp Blue Sky. I, I returned to camp in 2010, and I met him as a camp counselor and, you know, those camp camp love stories. Um, yep, uh, we have one of those. Anyway, um <laughs> We, um, although our role now is a little bit different, we don't do camp necessarily, well, we thought we aged out of camp, but my husband's going to camp next, um, this summer to do camp, so we aren't aged out quite yet, but we're getting there. Um, but we, yeah, we help out with camp, and then we actually head up the Blue Sky Community is what our ministry is called, and we do year-round youth ministry with teenagers and young adults throughout Nairobi. 
And what we do is we host Bible studies and um, youth groups every week, and we disciple students um, and just walk with them through life and, and encourage them to deepen their faith and draw near to the Lord. On a weekly basis, we get to connect um, with them and do life. And just like Camp Blue Sky, our teens represent a variety of countries and backgrounds. Between youth groups and Bible studies, the students involved in our ministry come from over 20 different nationalities, from Kenyan to American to British, German, Ethiopian, Chinese, Korean, Indian. Yeah, the list continues. Um, there is a term for kids that grow up in a culture different than their own, and that term is called third culture kids, TCKs. So it's a privilege to work with these TCKs, and I'm amazed at how beautifully diverse the flock of Jesus is. Um, really quick, I wanted to share a little story. Um, there was actually a student recently in our, our youth program, just to give you an example, a student who's 18 years old, and she comes from a Muslim background, and she gave her life to Christ. And uh, long story short, her family is not supportive of that. Um, you know, because a Muslim background, that's not just your faith, that's your culture and your identity. To separate that out is really hard. Um, but she was, com she's committed to Jesus and she doesn't care. So she, that she doesn't care that, um, that sh she is willing to, to face persecution for her new faith in Jesus. Um, so that's an example of somebody just recently in the past few months who has come to know the Lord. And that is just a blessing that God gets to, that God allows us to see the fruit of that. So um, my challenge for us today is a simple one, to simply see the vastness of God's flock, to look up from our patch of grass in front of us and see the beauty and diversity of our brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world, the many, many nations and tongues that follow Jesus and call him the Good Shepherd. In our passage, Jesus says he's got to bring in others from different pastures. And how does he plan to do that? He plans to use us, believers, to accomplish it. Whether it's sharing the gospel to your neighbor who just moved down the street, or maybe it's packing up your bags and moving across the world. Or maybe it's just simply praying for and thinking about and supporting those who go into full-time ministry. With, um, those are all things that contribute to the work God is doing to gather his sheep together. He wants us to partner with one another to invite others into the flock. The pasture is big, and there's plenty of room. Thank you so much for allowing me to share today. Um, I would love, oh yeah, that's my husband leading our youth group, so... That's, it's a fun, diverse crowd, and that was obviously not in COVID. So, anyway, we had COVID protocols later. Um, yeah, so, yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to share today. I really appreciate it. I would love to tell you more about our ministry with Blue Sky and the amazing things that God is doing in the hearts of young people throughout Nairobi. So in your bulletin, there's a little bit. We have a website you can go to if you want, and then you can find me after the service and ask me anything you want. I'm an open book. Um, so to wrap up our time, I want to leave you with a quote from John Piper. Um, that quote says that 
We are under the mandate of the grace of God, grace that found us, restored us, redeemed us, breathed life back into our dormant lungs, and brought us back from the grave for a purpose. And that purpose is that we would, with everything in us, become an amplifier of the beauty of Jesus among all the peoples on this planet. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this congregation. I thank you that just to have the opportunity, Lord, to share about what you're doing in Nairobi. God, I do pray that we would just see, Lord, what you're doing in the hearts of those around us, um, that we would look up from our little patches of grass and see the great work that you're accomplishing, Lord. I pray that we would um, just have thankful hearts, Lord, that we have such a good shepherd that takes care of us. And I, think, I pray that as we go from here, Lord, that you would encourage us and equip us, Lord, to carry out the gospel and carry out the great commission of going and, and sharing the good news all over the world. Thank you so much for your love for us, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.